Welcome to My Matters Podcast, presented by Life for Change, where we talk about the who, what, where, why, and how we as a community can make positive changes. The win is up to all of us, and it starts with you. Before I start, let's get into a positive zone, and I'll share my thoughts on a question from Graduate Thrivers Pass Cards. The card drawn is the color blue for values, and the question is, what is your favorite toy or game? I've said before, I don't often play a lot of toys or games, but I love to create them for my children and for the Light for Change Emotional Hygiene Project. Today, I want to introduce you to someone who I have the pleasure of working with at my night job, Chloe Reed. Uh, who granted me the privilege of knowing her story and dealing with the afflictions of her mindset. Chloe is an amazing symbol of how important it is for someone struggling with how their mind sees things to be able to communicate clearly what one's needs are and to be able to advocate for oneself. Chloe has such a wonderful and unique way of seeing the world, so I'm sure you will enjoy what she has to say. Chloe, how would you answer that positive attitude question? My favorite games to play are for the Pokemon series. I just love how not only can you customize your team based off of whether what animal you like or what specific game you want to play to do it strategically, and I can just wander an entire world and universe that I can create as I go along. I can choose whether I want to fight in the gyms or if I want to do all the side quests, collect all the games and tokens. And I just love how over the years, although the creatures themselves have changed, the story is still the same. You're just a 10-year-old kid going out in the world for the first time and having an adventure. That's awesome. I think it's a great way to be able to see a little bit of yourself in it as well. At Life for Change, we believe anyone with a mind should be concerned with their mental health. But many of us are already very afflicted. We would love to hear about your relationship with your mind. And we have only four questions to go through. Feel free to share as much or as little detail as you feel comfortable with. First question is, how are you? Truly. I mean, how has your mind been and what has it been up to? And what does that feel like? I think I've been in the best way possible to say, okay. I don't really think about stuff like my depression or whatnot because it just brings me down. If I'm down, then I bring the people around me down. So I think more about what's positive in my life, or I'll just distract myself with shows. But the funny thing about me distracting myself with shows is all the shows I like deal with the stuff that I deal with. So I can kind of relate to these characters who are going the same struggles, which helps me cope with my own struggles. That's awesome. Is there a show in particular that you find relates best with you? The two current shows that I've been watching that I've found resonate the most are the anime One Piece, which deals with a lot of serious topics in general, ranging from government corruption, slavery, to depression. And funny enough, a kid's show called Lego Monkey Kid, which sounds ridiculous, but not only does it deal with my favorite thing, which is mythology, which is the the Sun Wukong story and the journey to the West, but it also kind of shows all of the pressure we put on teenagers to be a successor be good at their jobs, have to deal with all the trauma that they get put through on their own, which I've no firsthand experience about. So it's cool to see not only showrunners do stuff for kids to be able to see like, hey, that's like me, but that it's completely normal. Yeah, I think it sounds like it'd be a great place to like deal with the issues of generational trauma and like the stigma of having to meet up with the 
ideals of the past generations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are the struggles you face trying to deal with these kinds of things like depression and um, just having a mindset that's different than the average Joe, let's say? I think sometimes if you can't find people who have been the same things, I have a tendency of just blurting out and oversharing, which can sometimes scare potential friends off because they're more neurotypical. They don't go. They hadn't gone through the, the chemical change of depression, so they don't really understand. So that makes it a little more difficult. But because everyone on the night shift kind of has gone through something, it's a lot easier for me to connect. So I have. I feel like I have to kind of wear a mask at home where people I'm supposed to feel the safest with. I have to just either be completely neutral or be happy all the time. Whereas here I can be as completely manic as I want. And I know for a fact that they're either going to join in with me or they're just going to support me quietly. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you have a place. And that's one of the things I love about this work environment is that everybody is very supportive. Um, and, you know, that's one thing I'm glad you brought up, but it's, very important for people to understand how many people do not feel safe enough to express themselves at home and have the comforts around the people who are their family. And it's it's very important that we as a society learn to embrace and accept what our, our children and our other family members are going through. So I'm really happy you brought that up. Well, it kind of goes in with the whole, there's a, there's a thing that I found that's funny. Is there's a lot of sayings that people have that get changed over time to fit certain needs. My favorite one is blood is thicker than water. And the full quote is not in fact that. And it's the blood of the coven is thicker than the waters of the womb. So your found family and your friends are going to have a stronger bond with you than the family you're born into because you don't get to choose who you're born to, but you can choose your friends. Yes. And you have the power to choose good friends. We don't have to run around looking for the one that's going to make us the most socially apt as so many do. And I'm, I, again, you're bringing up so many good points because a lot of people do not even feel comfortable to be themselves and find their true friends. So another great point, Chloe. Thank you. Um, what does support look like for you? And how do you think others can be supportive? And that could mean either like the support you've received or like what you would like to have seen in a society so that you don't have to feel like there's only certain places where you can feel comfortable. I think, uh, so what does support look like to me? Well, um, honestly, it could just be just silent support, just listening to, because I, I have moments where I just want to rant about something that upsets me, and I don't want I don't want an answer, I don't want a solution, I just want someone to listen to me rant. And then at the end, I'll give myself solutions because I know what the solutions are. So I'll, I'll just, I'll do my big rant and then I'll be like, but here's how I'll fix it later because I don't want to do it right now. I'm really mad about something. So just having that silent listen of like, let me be upset and just be upset with me. Mm -hmm. Like, don't tell me I'm crazy. Just be like, yeah, I'm also upset about this thing, which I get here often, like with Jason uh, mostly, mm -hmm. where he'll either laugh off not laugh off as in like dismiss, but laugh off as if like, oh, you're so crazy, but we love you for it. Or he'll be like, yeah, you know, that is an upsetting thing. You should be upset about that. So that's very validating, which is nice. But also um, sometimes solutions are wanted and welcomed. And just, just having someone to be able to talk to, whether it's something as small as like a friend, an acquaintance, 
or a teacher, a parent, just having someone you can rant to. Like, it's always good to be clear when you start your rant that like you want to rant. You don't want a solution. You just want to rant. Mm-hmm. And that's really nice. And or to be clear that, hey, I'm going to give you a rant, but I'd like a solution at the end of it. So please pay attention so that I know that you are listening. So how do you, if somebody starts like not really listening and giving you their opinion right away, or if someone is being self-supportive instead of supportive of you, how do you handle that? Or how do you let them know that they're not providing the supports that you need? Or So I've, I've come to learn, I've not gotten an official diagnosis, but I'm kind of learn that I'm on the autism spectrum from what I can tell based on the checkmark list. And so that's why I'm trying to be as clear as possible with my needs because sometimes it doesn't communicate well. So a way that I do, and I've been guilty of it, where like I will interject with a story of my own, but that's my way of showing support that, hey, I understand here's a similar story to what you're telling me to show that I can show solidarity in what you're going through because I went through something similar. So it can't, and I understand that it can be annoying to have that happen. And it's happened to me where I'm like, hey, why'd you do that? And I'll realize later on, it's like, oh, I do that too. I shouldn't have gotten mad. Um, So that just clear communication. So if someone does interject with an opinion or them accounting a story to relate to you, um, either be clear and concise of like, hey, can I just finish my rant first? And then we can go back and forth after. Or um, just be clear with your feelings. Just, hey, you interjecting without listening made me more upset about that than my actual problem can we get back to what yeah. I was saying. Well, that's that's a very powerful thing because that's where a lot of people struggle. And I'm glad that you're finding the ability to be able to advocate for yourself in a clear manner. And it's one of the struggles I find a lot of people um, who suffer and who don't suffer are dealing with. Like uh, a lot of people who have not realized their afflictions yet will say, when someone tells me they have mental health issues, I don't know what to say, so I avoid them. I leave them alone. I don't go near them. I stop talking to them. And that, I find, is just as sad as somebody who tries to over um, help, over over try to provide information. And I like that you've found a way to be able to clearly say, this is what I need from you right now, because I, I think that will help a lot of people in our society if, if people who suffer are able to say, this is what I need. I just want you to understand this and be able to move forward. Um, so we're on to the last question already, and this is a, probably one of our shortest, quickest interviews, <laughs> but she, Chloe got some of the most amazing information in there and straight to the point. So thank you to what she is saying, and hopefully you guys are all hearing this. Um, but the last question is, how do you manage to find joy in this crazy world we live in and to overcome what pains you or brings you to a fearful worry when it, when it happens? Um, I have a couple of systems. My first one is just kind of, I have a way of just enjoying the little things. I, like, during the winter months, I have seasonal depression. And so I'll pick a day on a weekend and I'll just be outside or I'll go downtown and I'll go do some shopping. So I'll see the sun. And then I'm like, oh, it's kind of nice and warm out today. Or I'll annoy Riley because annoying Riley is always a lot of fun. <laughs> it's good to have I don't know why you talk with me. <laughs> um, or I'll, I'll bug Jason or I'll just randomly send Jason a, a funny little TikTok that I saw. Um, it's, it's the little things. I like to draw, so I'll draw. Or I'll, I'll talk to my friend in Nova Scotia through Discord. Or it really is just little, little things that make me really happy or... Like, oh, my favorite snack is, is on sale. I'll buy that. 
Um, as opposed to worry, I try not to worry about stuff often just because I think it's kind of a waste of my time. Like if I'm, because I'm an anxious person by nature. So like, oh, like I, like I, I spent like five hours avoiding the new, the newbies. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to approach them to say hi? And then I just ended up saying hi to these two guys and started a conversation. It was a lot better than I thought it would be because I was worrying about it, which was dumb. Um, the last, the last time I ever had a really big problem where I like froze in panic, um, a very kind lady in Amcare gave me a popsicle and that just made my day so much better. <laughs> it's, it quite literally is just like, get yourself an ice cream cone. You're upset. Like get your favorite snack or get a warm, greasy meal that you've been missing out on for a couple days or whatever. Just like get yourself something small or revisit an old TV show that you adored as a kid, but you haven't watched in forever because you're too adult for that. Like, you're not too adult for that. You are a giant child, <laughs> and you should appreciate that inner child of yours a little bit more. Yeah. Well, that's amazing, and it's true. The smallest things are what we attach to most, and I, I feel the same way. Sometimes it's, it's not a matter of changing the whole world to make it so that it's a happy place to live in. It's just finding your little happinesses and if it can be a popsicle, then all the better because, yeah. you know, it's something that we can all manage to find and achieve. And uh, I'm very happy that you came to share. And I really hope that people learn to take on some of your mindset because as much as you face the world with afflictions that are different than what is standardized, you manage to make the world still seem like a joyous place to live in. And I appreciate that. I love coming to work with you. I love your personality. And it's just, it's very uplifting for me. And you are one of my small joys. <laughs> so when I, when I see you, when I get here, it's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it. I'm going to make it. And for those of you who are listening at my night job, I'm not as strong as my day stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't make it through every shift. Um, although I'm trying. And Chloe is one of those people that inspires me to, make it through a little bit longer and get through a little bit longer in my day. So I hope you take the time to hear what she had to say. And I hope I'll be able to get Chloe back on when I do season two, the role we play. And thank you. And have yourself a great evening. Do you want to say anything else, Chloe? Uh, have a popsicle. <laughs> sit down, have a popsicle, and, and watch a show. Um, tell your best friend you love them. There you go. That's all I can say. Thank you for listening to Light for Change. This has been Heidi Hardy on a Mind Matters podcast. And have a great night. Stay wonderful and keep smiling as much as you can.